This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In the second part of this talk on the journey of somatic meditation, Reggie describes the initiatory process we experience when we enter the depths of the body. Initiations, he says, involve a process of dysregulation and entrainment with the awakened state. This talk was given at the November 2016 Meditating with the Body Retreat, held at Buckfast Abbey in Devon, England. So what we have here is we have the full road to the source, as I think you have discovered in this initiation that you've been through over the last five months. And we have the techniques and we have the uh, support for it. Without that rooting in the depths of ourselves, life doesn't really mean that much. You can get by and you know, maybe you can be somewhat successful in having a roof over your head and feeding yourself. But until we're rooted in the unborn, our true nature, life doesn't, it doesn't really have that much weight, it doesn't mean that much. So initiations, as I think you have found, and you know, I've heard a little bit from Caroline and David and also from your groups and your meditation instructors, your initiation has been a real one. What happens in this process of initiation is what we might call, using today's psychological terms, dysregulation and re-regulation. Do you know what dysregulation is? It's a psychological term that means you lose your balance. You come undone. You fall apart. You have a meltdown. You feel that your ego is being dismantled. And without that kind of process, and again now we're talking about psychology and neuropsychology, without finding a way as adults into the territory of dysregulation, of falling apart, of feeling that we're losing it, a deeper sense of self, a more authentic sense of self can't be born. Without dysregulation, we are hanging on to our habitual patterns and we're managing to get by, largely by blocking out our experience. When we meditate and when we work with the body, working with the body is trauma work. We know now from the work of uh, everybody, uh, beginning with Eugene Gendlin and his focusing, which you guys have studied a little bit already, down through the people who have been born out of that movement, such as Hakomi, Peter Levine's trauma work. Many of the somatic people today, somatic psychologists and healers, 
were born out of this focusing movement that you've been uh, had a little contact with. And what they all say is when you work with the body, you are unlocking the depths of your own person and you're unlocking the, uh, the demons within you and the damaged people within you. And that process is, it throws us off. And not, you know, permanently at all, but it opens us up to a much bigger range of experience so that then a new sense of self, a deeper and more authentic sense of self and of being can be born. That was the initiation process in the ancient cultures, and that's the initiation process here. So I think from what I've heard, the journey has been up and down. Am I uh, on the right track here? There has been uh, certain things coming up that may be a little bit surprising or painful or, you know, things that have uh, destabilized you. And these are not only inner things that come up in this process, but outer things as well. There's a kind of harmony of inner and outer on the journey. So in some cases, we discover parts of ourselves or we discover ranges of emotional experience that are just much bigger than we're used to. We're used to keeping ourselves kind of like this, and all of a sudden, we find out we're, there's a lot more going on with us, and we realized, and eventually, on the journey, we find out there's everything going on with us. And that is an amazing discovery that we as human beings Actually, we, sitting here, this individual person, I'm not this person, I'm not this person. Maybe as this person I can connect with other people of my social group, and then I become a bigger person and I'm starting to connect with other people around me who are not part of my social group and my psychological orientation. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and pretty soon we discover that everything that goes on with human beings goes on in us. All the things that we've been trying to keep out because we thought they were against us, that actually becomes part of who we are and part of our life. And then, of course, the, the outer thing is also very alarming, that we start doing the meditating with the body work, we go through the initiation, and all of a sudden our outer life starts to uh, shift, and it's like before an earthquake you can kind of feel, uh-oh, something's going on, the earth is unsettled, it's kind of shaking, and then possibly the earthquake gets more intense. So that's a very interesting and mysterious thing, that the, the inner journey is reflected in the outer world. But it also happens, you know, we come through these periods of dysregulation and feeling we're losing it and being very afraid often afraid of the unknown, afraid of the person that we're finding ourselves becoming, we come through that process and all of a sudden, the world, it's a different world, it's a bigger world, it's a brighter world, it's far more beautiful and stunning and shocking than we realized. And we feel ourselves, uh, we begin to discover all of these living things within us, all these living inspirations and living feelings and a living sense of connection with other people that we had not seen before. And when we do come through, then the depth of our commitment to the journey really increases. 
and we begin to realize, you know, I had a vague feeling that I was going to find something important here, but now I see, I see what it is. And what I'm finding is my own life. This is the life I've been looking for forever and ever and ever. So the journey is a, a constant process of that kind of coming into the sunlight and then going back into the darkness and then coming back into the sunlight, but it's a new world and a new person. For a long time in our lives, we may have thought that we're kind of the same person. We have the same habitual patterns and the same problems. And, you know, maybe we even got to the point of thinking that's just what life is. You know, I'm kind of stuck with this particular psychological and karmic situation. But what we discover through the initiatory process of meditating with the body is it's not like that. That the feeling of sameness was just that we weren't awake, we weren't alive, we weren't present to our experience. It's not a given. It was a, a particular time in our life that is not how it needs to be. So the inspiration comes out and then we become more devoted and more practice, but then back into the, the dark cloud banks and the rain and the wind. And one of the most important things on the journey, I think, is our own courage to keep going. And even when things are very dark and very difficult, to come back to the body, to come back to the practices, and every day to make a little bit of time for ourselves to reconnect on this journey, the fellow practitioners are enormously important. And the community, whatever that looks like, and the, you know, your peers and your mentors, the meditation instructors, the teachers, the teaching and the lineage. Sometimes, I don't know how it is here in the UK and Europe and, you know, the larger world, but in the United States, there's often a feeling that People want to make up their own spiritual journey. They just want to kind of put it together and not follow any particular recipe. And there's even a, almost a almost stubborn independence that nobody's going to tell me what to do and nobody's, you know, I'm just going to do my own thing and that's how I'm going to make the journey. And this was really true of my own generation in the late 60s, 70s, and early 80s when we were all growing up and learning about spirituality. But I, th I think, you know, there's no question it doesn't work. We need a lineage, we need a tradition. It doesn't have to be this one, but it has to be some tradition of deep embodiment. We need mentors, we need, uh, you know, peers. So hopefully we've begun on that journey here. There's the initiation, which in a way is a very lonely journey, very individual journey, but then there is the Sangha. So it's a very, I think, happy occasion that we are here together and that we are able to practice over these days. I want to do some practice for the next hour, so I want to give you a short break right now. So let's do that. And if you need to get more blankets, I have my, I actually brought my bed over. So if you need more, oh, it's not that bad in here, is it? 
I mean, I, I feel it's okay. Of course, I've got on 12 shirts, but... <laughs> okay, so let's bow and we'll have our short break right now. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.